Hey y'all, welcome to the Jefferson College Podcast. We're the college ministry at Jefferson Baptist Church, and over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at how we can make, mature, and mobilize disciples of Jesus Christ while we're in college. We're going to do this by asking a few of our graduating seniors how they did this while they were in college, and also how they wish they would have done things differently from the beginning. So let's get to this week's podcast. Hey guys, this week we are talking about how we can mature disciples in college and today we have Zach Brubaker and Kane Hatzfeld with us. Um, so guys, I just wanted to, as we start the podcast, just talk about who you are, um, just introduce yourself, say, tell us what your major is, where you're from, and what your future plans are after you graduate. Um, yeah, I'm Kane. Uh, I am graduating with a major in English, concentrating in literature uh, at LSU. Um, I'm from a small town called Oakdale. It's in Louisiana, about two hours from Baton Rouge. In the central area um, after I graduate um, I will be well not after but I'm about to be marrying my um, favorite person in the world Casey Martin um, mid-May and it's gonna be awesome um, but I did some bad course load practices at LSU so I think I'll be taking a summer course this summer uh, and graduating in August um, nice yeah nice some after that you know. I'm not sure yeah, sounds great. Sounds great. What about you, Zach? Yeah, so I'm graduating with a sports administration degree, just like a thousand other people in our college ministry. I'm from New Orleans. Um, I'm going to New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary in the fall. Nice. I'm wearing a shirt that says that right now, but you can't see that. And Thanks I'll be doing a Master's of Divinity Standard, and we'll see where it goes from there. All right, cool. So what plans, or why do you go into seminary? What's the kind of idea behind that? Yeah, I believe that um, God has called me into um, full-time vocational ministry. And several people have heard that. It's not that I'm special or a better Christian than anybody else. It's just God's specific calling on my life. And I had that August of my junior year. So that's 2019. Um, Yeah. So I'm going to go there to better equip myself to be a minister for wherever I go. Really cool. That's awesome, guys. Before we get into the topic a little bit, I just kind of want to ask you all what, as you're graduating, as you're approaching graduation for UK in August, and as you're graduating here in a week or two, Zach, what what do you think the church here at Jefferson uh, has helped you throughout college? Like, how how has it helped you? um, How'd you find the church in the first place? Um, I started my time at LSU. Um, not intended to serve in the Lord at all, um, but I found myself at a, another church um, at LSU, and I attended faithfully for about a year. I served where I could. I got plugged in where I could, and it was awesome. Um, and in my freshman year, I met Zach here. Um, he went to Jefferson at the time, and I met Zach on a mission trip, moved in with him the fall, and started attending Jefferson with him on Wednesday nights. And then like on my first or second Wednesday night, I met my now girlfriend, fiance, and then soon to be wife. Um, So that's definitely one way, one very physical way like Jefferson has helped me. But other than that, Jefferson has continued to grow me beyond my sophomore year into my junior year and even past my senior year um, just with – Chase's just guidance from God, um, 
God using the ministry to reach people. Um, I feel like I've really developed a, a good family here at Jefferson with friends and um, even people older in the church um, who have just taken me under their wing, uh, Casey and I, to just love on us, um, serve on a service, and um, just really, truly treat us as family. And it is, it's so awesome. Yeah. And that's awesome. I, I think getting connected to the church is so important for us as we go through college and like all the things you just listed have a huge impact, um, whether it be getting connected to adults in the church where we don't really find that um, elsewhere in college or whether it just be getting connected to a community that is challenging us to grow in our faith. I think that's huge. So Zach, how has being connected to Jefferson helped you throughout college and how did you find the church in the first place? So I found Jefferson in the first place because I went to the LSU BCM, Baptist Collegiate Ministry, and like the first Sunday before school started, it's like, it's called Church Connect Day, I think. But basically, you just go there, and then you join a little group, and then you just try to church. And the very first church I tried out was Jefferson as a shy and scared freshman. And I came, and um, the head pastor, Dr. Goza, wasn't even, like, speaking that first week. And I was like, all right, well, I better try it again before I try it other churches. I tried out a, yeah, I tried it out a second week, and he still wasn't there. Nice. Like, okay, I'll give it one more shot, then we'll see how it happens. And then he was there the third week, and then by then, um, I was just kind of like, man, I like it here, and I really don't want to try any place else, because um, it already felt like a really good church and so that's how I got connected from the get-go because I didn't want to just um spend any more time looking for churches and just get plugged in immediately um and how's it helped grow me um really just like we said community that's what church is all about um I found like my best friends at here at Jefferson um yeah just give me opportunities just to um learn about Jesus, whether it's through um, Dr. Goza on Sundays or well, we had a guy named jo- Joseph Fowler my first two years as a college pastor, and then now you, Chase, as our last two years, and y'all both have been such great um, leaders for me to learn about Jesus and how to become, uh, how to mature, which is what we're talking about as a man of God. Um, yeah, so just getting plugged in with community. Um the different um really loved our sunday school on the past two years of being discussion groups on sundays that's been really cool and then wednesday nights have been awesome especially this past year as a senior um our band has killed it chase has killed it with any series that we've had with just like um we had one about relationships and one about the that one was awesome (laughs) yeah and what about the minor prophets all right let's stop talking about it was great (laughs) yeah it's crazy i like just hearing that story i don't think dr goza has missed two weeks ever since i've been here in the past three years um so that's really crazy that he missed the first two weeks and you were just here though and got plugged in um i think that's so important that you just commit um yeah you need to find the right church for you but like once you do like commit and be there um and so that's that's really exciting and yeah, you kind of caveated to where we want to be, right? We're talking about maturing disciples this week. And as we go through college, I think, I mean, for me personally, maturing was one of the greatest aspect 
of, of my just walk with the Lord during college. I went from a Christian home, from a Christian school even, to like actually making Christianity part of who I am. Um, it wasn't just something I did. It was something that I became. And there's a, there's a ton of aspects to it. I mean, there's spiritual disciplines. There's um, church. There's just doing all sorts of stuff. And we're just going to try and cover a couple of these topics today with you guys that I've personally seen both of y'all grow and mature since I've been here as the college pastor the past two years. Um, so the first question is actually a question I got from a high school senior. And he just asked, like, how do you balance your time between church on-campus organizations, schools, and your social life. I mean, there's a lot going on in college. You have a lot to handle. How do you balance it all? Very carefully. (laughs) Um, Man, I think the thing you probably hear the most and the thing you start to appreciate more, especially for me, is just time. Like, time management, which sounds very vague, but, like, um, for example, like, if you have, like, we have, like, Wednesday night stuff for church, and... Uh, it's a super important for caution or our cautions to go because you don't want to miss out on any of them because we have like only so many per semester maybe like I don't know, I don't know how many but fourteen say sure um it's like oh if you got a test like on Thursday or on Friday or something it's like don't like you know like I mean there might there might be that pr- professor that just springs a test on you highly doubt it but you know when your tests are you know when your assignments are like if you got a huge project or a huge test on thursday then like you have every ability then don't wait until wednesday night to do it yeah. that's a lot harder than it sounds <laughs> but um because like i mean i understand like if you have a huge test on thursday and we have our like jefferson has college stuff at eight o'clock you're probably thinking like man i'd love to go to college on worship, but I really need to study. But if you just take that initiative and manage your time well, um, even get like a like an agenda or whatever, um, schedule out your time and study on Monday and Tuesday and throughout the day on Wednesday or something like that. Um, because it's just that stuff can just pile up and ultimately if you have to if you're fighting between like school and church not that you don't believe in Jesus or you don't want to grow in your faith. But it's like, man, I need to do well in school. And then it, it's just so easy to get into that cycle. So, yeah, I, I think just kind of going along what you're saying is just like priorities um, are really what just sets the sets the goal, right? Like if we prioritize church, like we're going to study on Monday and Tuesday for that test on mm-hmm. Thursday yeah. um, or on Monday, you know, whatever, whenever church is versus, um, whenever the test is, we're going to make time for what we prioritize. Um, what about you, Kane? What are, what are your thoughts on how to balance, um, between all these things, work, social life, church, everything? Mm, I, I think I establish, I establish a lot of non-negotiables in my time. Sunday mornings are non-negotiables. I was going to be there worshiping with the congregation I was a part of, um, pretty much every Sunday, unless I was going home to be with my family, whether a holiday or something, or um, extended break from school. Um, another non-negotiable I had was Wednesday nights um, with our college group. I think it's one of the best times of the week, um, to, just to worship with my just colleagues and peers who um, who are in the same setting of life as me, um, all claiming the same like faith and power in Jesus. Um, but it's just really powerful for me. So like 
those were my two non-negotiables. Of course, I had class during the day. I had I even had work these past two semesters. Um, but my one campus organization was the BCM, Baptist Collegiate Ministry at LSU. And I was only really serving on Monday nights with um, like an international student ministry. We uh, have a dinner every Monday night. And so every, like a few hours every Monday night, that was set. Um, Tuesday night I would work. Wednesday would be just worship. Um, I had a Bible study prior to worship too. Um, I, I tried to get my schoolwork done during the day so that the evenings would be um, either work or church um, or just hanging out with people. And I, I mean, I think I heard it from you, Chase. There was some sort of ministry, maybe up in Ruston or Shreveport or even Dallas or Denton, where the campus ministry director charged his students to get all their schoolwork done, all their schoolwork done within nine to five, or nine to three, something in there, yeah. so that they could be effective. Yeah. If they're going to be in school, they're going to be in school, and they're going to be work where they can, and it really prepared them to be on ministry. Yeah, for sure. I think that's one of the probably the most challenging thing for me when I was in college was like I was I'm terrible at procrastinating. Still am to this day. Like I'm mm-hmm. not that much better. But just the idea of, of setting up non negotiables like like what just what you're saying, like I'm always gonna be at church. Um I'm always gonna be in my small group. I'm always gonna be doing these specific things. Um, whatever it might be. I remember one thing I set when I was in college when me and Rachel started dating, it was like we're gonna have this day, you know, we're going to hang out, you know, no matter if we have school, even if we're doing school together, like we're going to set this side of time to be together. Um, and if I can do that in a relationship, then I can do it with my relationship with the creator of the world. Um, the one who has the greatest relationship in our lives. And yeah, that, that challenge was just huge. Like he just set him down and said, okay, you want to be effective at ministry. You want to be effective at maturing and reaching disciples on your campus. You need to be effective in your schoolwork and set aside time to do that. And at that times during the day, because the majority of things we do in college are at night, you know, whether it be hanging out, whether it be events, whether it be church or whatever it is, it's always in the evenings. So you need to set aside your, your nine to five, or your eight to five or whatever, and say, I'm going to do school here. Like it's a job um, because that's really what it, it comes down to is what, what are we setting as important in our lives? Um, because I think we all know that like we can procrastinate just so easily i get a lot of nods right there <laughs> you yeah, know like yes, yes. Uh, it's it's such an easy thing to do for us and we waste so much time i'll never forget the story uh one of my roommates uh in college he started dating a girl and he was just like man it is crazy how quickly i can get my schoolwork done because i want to hang out with her and i was just like that's you know, that's a solid point, right? Like you said, I'm going to hang out with her this evening. I'm going to get my schoolwork done before five o'clock. Uh, like it didn't matter like how, and I didn't procrastinate. I wasn't on my phone. I wasn't talking to other people because I wanted to get my school done so I could hang out with that person. And we need to do a similar thing in our walk with the Lord is just say, you know what? I don't care. You know, like I don't care what I, I need to not do. I'm going to, I'm going to spend time with the Lord. Um, whether it be on a daily basis, whether it be at church, um, I'm going to set aside time for him and him alone. And I'm going to make sure I get my stuff done before that. Um, because it's a hard balance. And like you said, like Zach was saying, it's, it's a careful balance to balance all of these things. And sometimes some of them have to sacrifice. Uh, sometimes you have to say, you know what, I can't do this this week so I can be faithful in these other things. But that just starts with setting what are your priorities as you go into college. 
So it's really good. Which brings us to our next question, right? Uh, why would you say prioritizing and growing in your faith is important in college? Um, like, why is it such an important thing for us as, as college students? And if you're a freshman coming in, why would you tell them to prioritize their faith while they were in college? I, I'm going first, so go Thank for you. it. Okay, cool. Um, I think college is, for me, and I, I would say for the vast majority of um, just high schoolers out there, um, who, who, you know, are Christians, uh, they would call themselves Christians. College for me has been growing into my own faith in the Lord, um, you know, given by him, of course, but I was not forced to go to church by my family. I lived two hours away. I would say prioritize your faith and growing in the Lord um, is so important in college because this is where it becomes your own. This is where it becomes a decision that you are making, not something that others are forcing on you. Um, it depends on who you're surrounding yourself by. Personally, I surrounded myself with Christians, and so I was not forced in the slightest. That's not the case. I was encouraged and helped and just led by firm believers. Um, you know, for my good, God's glory, um, you know, ultimately. So I'd, I'd say growing in these things is so important in college because it's the ultimate test. You can say you're a Christian in high school, you can say you're a Christian in college, but is is it a priority? And yeah. if it's not a priority, is it anything? Yeah. You know? That's no, really good. Uh, college is definitely a time where you make a lot of decisions. And making that decision to prioritize your faith is huge. Um, like just like you were just saying, like if if it's the most important thing for us, if Christ and following and bringing glory to God is the most important thing for us, we have to choose to do so. It's not going to happen on accident. So that's yeah. a really good word. What about you, Zach? Um, I would say that it's important to prioritize, prioritize and grow your faith in college because literally, like everything you do in college is like setting you up for like the rest of your life and like the habits and stuff you um, establish now so if you learn how to find a church if you learn how to connect in a church and serve at a church and how to have um, christian community and how to share your faith and all these things then like you'll be prepared for young adulthood or whatever because we're like in college is like quasi adulthood for the most part um so yeah, just taking that stuff now will make it a lot a lot easier to um, do these things later on in your life um, because you go to college, um, might have to move away after and, find, and basically do everything again. So if you do it, uh, if you're intentional about it in college, then whenever you leave, you'll know how to, oh, how to pick the right church, how to be an effective um and correct like church member and stuff like that so if you just take the time now then it'll just like um take time prioritizing growing your faith now it'll set you up for that stuff for the rest of your life that's a really good word just saying okay like i have to make the decision to follow christ now right 
it's not something I can do five years from now because I'm setting the habits I'm going to do the rest of my life while I'm in college. Um, this just goes back to what Kane was saying about having that freedom from your parents and having that freedom to make a lot of these decisions on your own. Like you are setting the habits that you're going to be doing for the rest of your life. If you don't go to church now, if you don't prioritize your faith now, the likelihood is that you're not going to do it the rest of your life. There might be something that comes along and you do and the Lord works and he challenges you to do that. Um, but for the most part, if you don't say, okay, this is the most important thing I'm going to do in college. It's not going to be the most important thing when you're a young adult. It's not going to be the most important thing when you're a young married. It's not going to be the most important thing when you have a job. You have to begin those habits and begin that that consistent following and prioritizing your faith now because the next stage of life isn't going to br- provide another opportunity or a better opportunity. Um, the best opportunity is the one that you're in right now. So to your lives, right? So what are some practical things that, that you took? Um, what are some practical steps that college students can take to grow in their relationship with Christ in college? Yes. Um, Kay wants me to go first, so I will go first. Sounds great. <laughs> I'll give you the opportunity. Yeah. Man, um, quiet time. And what I, what I mean by quiet time is having a daily time where you read the Bible and pray. Um, it's something that you hear all the time in church. Maybe not quiet time, but about oh, like reading your Bible and praying but um just finding a time go back to time management of that like carving out time whether it's 20 minutes 30 minutes or more um to just sit down have a reading plan read the bible and pray um i mean i suggest doing it first thing in the morning because it's super easy to push it off and then it's midnight and you're super tired and you go to bed but um even if it's at like 3 p.m. If you know you have like a 30-minute block in your schedule pretty consistently every day, then do that. Um, Yeah, because just spending time with um, God, that's how you do that. That's the most practical way you can really do it because reading the Bible is how God talks to us and prayer is how we talk to Him. Um, So just um, committing to that. um, I mean, it starts off, I mean, maybe a little tedious or maybe a struggle and sometimes it still can be because like um sometimes it'll be like i'll think about all the stuff i have to do for the day um and then it's like man if i got a 30 minute head start and didn't do my quiet time that could help out but just being committed to doing that quiet time every day and you'll just um see um so much growth if you're actually like committed to um, reading it with a purpose and not just reading it like a textbook, which I have been guilty of doing yeah. even in my college career, but um, reading it and asking God to show you what it means and how you should apply it to your life, stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's so cool that we can um, have this blessing just to hear from God um, through his word and talk to him at any time we want. So... Yeah, make that a part of your schedule. No, that's good. Just saying, okay, I like the last thing you just said, make it a part of your schedule. Um, because I think in college, the, like we've talked about procrastinating, we've talked about all these things. If you don't make it a part of your schedule, if you don't make it a non-negotiable in your life, it's just probably not going to happen. Like You're going to get busy. Things are going to come up. Um, and it has to be something that you say, all right, this, this first 30 minutes when I wake up, whenever that is, like that's the Lord's. Or this first 30 minutes at 3 o'clock, I know I have time in my schedule for that. That's his. And just say like, 
not just wait and not just say, okay, I'll get to the Lord when I get to him, but like, I'm going to schedule a time with him. Um, it sounds like very disciplined. It sounds very legalistic, but unless you schedule a time with him, most of the time, it just doesn't happen. Um, I, I know that in my own life, that's how it works. Um, and I think y'all would say the same. So scheduling a time with the Lord, spending time with the Lord, um, and just spending time in his word, because that is just so important for us. Like, as you said, like, that's how he speaks to us. So, Kane, do you have anything to add to that? What are some other practical steps um, that college students can take to grow in their relationship with Christ? No, no, I, I, I can't add anything. Wait, I got... Do um, you want to add something? Yes, yeah. keep, keep going. I want to shout out um, Ken. Like me and this guy named Jeff, you'll hear him in another podcast. Yeah. We get um, mentored um, by this older guy in the church, um, coolest... Um, bald head, fedora wearing guy you'll ever meet. Yeah, Love you, yes. Ken's <laughs> yeah, Ken's great. Love you, Ken. But um, we, our our associate pastor Joseph, um, had this mentorship thing that we did fall of our last year, and me and Jeff were set up with this guy named Ken. Um, and up until that point, um, I know I really haven't didn't like dive out of the college sphere in the church. Mm unless it was like helping out like a D now with the youth group. But, um, yeah, Kent and we've been meeting with Ken ever since. Um, and he's just been so great just to be a resource for our life. Um, just an, an older guy in the faith, just taking on two unruly <laughs> college students. That's the truth. Um, yeah. yeah. And just loving on us so well, um, being there for us. So, um, find um for you freshmen coming in um even if it's a older college student or an adult in the church finding that um person that can mentor you and love on you um has been super helpful for me and then also um if i think it's called well we what i call it is like an accountability partner um so like that's more along the some someone your same age um that you can really be like fully like transparent with and you just need like at least one or like a few people of the same gender in your life that you can share everything with unfiltered um they know your struggles they know what you're going through and they can really um hold you like legitly accountable that's not a word legitimately yes Thank you. <laughs> but um, I'll, I'll hop back in when, when Yeah, like but like actually accountable. Um it's like, oh, if you're struggling with a certain sin struggle, um, instead of just like a lot of people think having an accountability partner is just like, Oh, hey, I did this sin again. And then the accountability partner's like, Man, don't do it again. <laughs> like that's not what accountability is. It's like, all right, you you messed up. We are sinners. Um, you should repent from that. But like, how can I help you do practical things to turn away from that and not less like, yeah, you should definitely pray for them, but it's like hold them accountable to making changes in their life. So that's the old, older person um, in your life to mentor you, disciple you in the faith. Um, then people your same age and then um, people younger than you. And especially um, shouting out, like, anyone who's not a college freshman, basically, like, 
um, just like especially picking out one of these um, college freshmen who are interested and engaged and they want to grow, like just taking one of them aside, you taking the initiative to be like, hey, man, or someone of the same gender or hey, girl, <laughs> like, hey, I'd love to get coffee with you, lunch with you. I'm just making it like a consistent thing and just helping them grow, yep. man, because as a freshman, I was just I wasn't lost. I was saved, but like I was lost. Like I was just out of new orleans man like didn't know what to do um and i just man yeah so finding a younger person that you can pour into and love on um yeah so having those three areas in your life the sooner you get that the better most people usually just have the same age people Mm -hmm. um but yeah it takes work it takes sacrifice but going back to priorities like um Making disciples of all nations is why we're all here. So, Kane. Yeah, I, I'm so sorry. Earlier, um, I I got lost in my mind. I, yeah, I I thought about a job interview. I did bad at, um, and it got me stressed out. But <laughs> we're back, and I completely blanked on practical steps. But there are so many. Like there's so many. Um, yes, quiet time. Yes, accountability. Um, they're awesome. Um, small groups. Um, and I want to add like accountability with like someone you're already close to. Um, no matter how far along you are in college with someone, if they are right alongside you as a Christian, as a believer, um, please like dive into a deeper relationship with that person that is going to help you in the future. Mm. You're going to come into his time, like in your life, young adulthood, adulthood, um, and beyond. I don't know any more classifiers than that. Um, <laughs> where you're going to be found in a relationship where you just have no depth. Yeah. So, like, I, I want to encourage you now to dive into some depth with a friend, a best friend that you already have. Talk about your feelings. Talk about the Lord. Um, yeah, yes, yes, that, amen, brother, amen, (laughs) that's a good stuff, um, yeah, yeah, just having all of those relationships are just so important, whether it be having a mentor in your life that can challenge you, that can pull you up, um, they've been where you've been, they've walked where you've walked, so they can encourage you, they can tell you where they messed up, um, but also having people that you're friends, right, like your friends that you actually have a deep and a, a Christian relationship with. Um, I think we all struggle with that to some degree is like, we want to stay very superficial, very surface level with our friends, um, even our best friends, but like ask, asking the hard questions, asking how the Lord's been working in their life, asking what sins they've been struggling with, asking these things that they can hold us accountable, that we can grow in our faith together as best friends, yeah. as, as community. Yeah. And I think all of those things are just so important because if we don't have that vulnerability, if we don't have that accountability, we're just going to be okay with our sin and leave it where it is. And that's a, that's a dangerous place to be. That's a mm-hmm. very dangerous place to be. So as we come to the kind of the last question, I just want to ask if you were to start college over, if you were to go from freshman year again, what would you do differently? Like, how would you mature in your faith more? How would you pour into others more? Um, what would you wish you would have known earlier? Any of these things? Yes. Um, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, my freshman year was terrible. Um, I stayed to myself. I was coming to LSU to do this one thing. 
um, that one thing didn't pan out. I I thought I was just I thought it was pretty much useless. Um, and thanks to the BCM and this awesome mission trip to Mexico, um, where where I met Zach, that one I was talking about. Um, I, you know, beyond like if I hadn't met Zach, moved to moved in with him in the that fall, I really I don't know if I'd be at LSU. Um, I'm not sure um, if I'd be at Jefferson. I I really don't think I'd be at Jefferson at that point. But um, everything has happened for a reason, which is awesome. But if I could go back, um, knowing what I know, I guess, I think I'd know who I'd, who to reach out to. I'd know who to talk to to help out um, in my lives. You know, I could go to a church leader. I could um, seek out recommendations or um, other people in my major who I don't know yet. Um, there's, there's like so many resources um, like within these different churches, within these ministries, um, they aren't, of course, designed for this, but it just happens that their resources are built around people and people, their, you know, majors and whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would try to be diligent, um, with my schoolwork. I would, um, be diligent in seeking the Lord out, um, I'd I'd reach out to someone I could get close to, um, if I if I wasn't there quite yet. I'd I'd be hungry, um, not only for the the word and like God's truth to us, um, but I'd know that the church is the embodiment. What am I trying to say? The church is where this happens. Nowhere, like you can't be like alone. Um, and thrive and um, glorify the Lord on your own. Like it happens in community. Yes, you. There might be times where you're an island, you're on mission or something. But um, right here, right now, Baton Rouge or any other established American city, there's probably a church you can go to, um, or a community you can be a part of that's serving the Lord. Um, and building you up to mature in your faith. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's good. Just making sure that you're seeking that community, you're seeking believers to be with and to have that Christian community um, and doing it diligently, like you said. Um, Starting relationships from the beginning on a Christian foundation, on a vulnerability foundation, and making sure that we're not just staying out there, right? Um, Sometimes that means putting yourself out there, going to a church that you don't know anybody at, or, or being a part of a, a Christian ministry like the BCM that you don't know anybody at and just saying, you know what, I'm going to be here because I know following Christ is important for me um, and I'm not going to wait. So that's really good. That's good. Zach, do you have any other advice? Um, yeah, he took some of my answers. Um, out of the many things <laughs> that I would do differently, um, I'll just hone in on um, really the quiet time again of like, man, it's just so good. And, like, it's such a blessing that we take for granted that, like, we have, like, the Word of God at our disposal, and we can read it anytime we want. We have so many other resources to, like, commentaries and even, like, pastors and other ministers that can help us understand it. Um, Yeah, just really, like, getting used to that quiet time now, um, because your fall, freshman year, um, 
course load. Um, probably going to be a lot easier than yeah, your senior. Yeah, 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 unless yeah, yeah. <laughs> my last semester was really easy. Thanks. Thanks be to God. But um, <laughs> if you start it now, um, especially when you get into maybe you head into the, one of those super hard majors and you got 25 hours you're taking fall freshman year, you which you can't actually do that. But um, I have that quiet time now. Um, just that time to read the Bible and pray. Um, we'll just pay dividends um spiritually for you um <laughs> what's wrong with a different podcast <laughs> uh, yeah socks podcast no um man it's just something that like every believer needs to have in their life um because like that's how we grow in our faith like if you're just a sunday wednesday kind of college christian then like you're not going to grow as much yeah. um and even some adults, that's what they do is like they go to church on Sunday and they go to their small group throughout the week and that's it. And it's really sad to see that. But like um, if you are committed to doing that now, um, then you'll just grow so much um, like crazy because you just have so much time to do that. Um, and we even when you don't think so. Because, um, like, once again, go back to the Sunday-Wednesday thing, if you're spending, um, like, a hour or two with God on a Sunday and then hour or two or three with God throughout the week, like, that's only so many hours throughout the week. But if you have that, like, 30 minutes every day or something, then, like, that's just... And you look at the course, even over your freshman year, like, oh, if you spend three times as many hours with God, then yeah, you're going to be a lot closer to God. Not everything's going to go exactly how you want. That's how the Christian life works. But like your relationship with God will be so much stronger the more time you spend with him. So why would you not um, seek out the time daily to spend time with him? That's good. So we have find community, um, reach for it, be diligent in it, be intentional with it. And then Zach, like a lot of you are just saying is just like start committing to being disciplined now, um, mm -hmm. wherever yeah. you are, even if you're a junior or senior in college, or if you're a junior in high school, like don't push it off, um, because you're going to wish you had it back, right? You're going to wish you met, spent more time with the Lord. Um, one of my favorite things that my college pastor ever said is like, you'll never regret spending too much time with the Lord. You're going to regret spending too much time on Netflix. You're going to regret oh, yeah. spending yeah. too much time everywhere else, right? but you'll never regret spending too much time with the Lord because there isn't, there's not such a thing. You can't spend too much time with him. That's conviction right there. That's, that's, that's a good word. And like, it challenges me today as I say it, you know? So guys, we, we really appreciate y'all being on the podcast. Um, we really appreciate y'all um, just, just challenging us being faithful here at Jefferson um, over the past few years. And uh, as we close, I just want to pray for you guys. Um, and then we will be done. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this day. Uh, thank you so much for the opportunity just to get together and just talk about maturing in our faith in college. Lord, I just pray that you just be with Cain and Zach as they move into this next stage of life, Lord, that they would just continue to mature, that they would continue to grow, and all the growth that they've seen in college would not end here today. But instead, Lord, that they would just know you more through the ages, that every single day they would learn more about you and learn how to serve you faithfully. Lord, we pray that you would just continue to use these two students to just have a huge impact for your kingdom. And Lord, we pray that this 
this podcast would reach would reach students, that would challenge students to also come to know you more. Lord, we love you. And it's your son's name we pray. Amen.